You are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. A Little Love by Only the Inevitable on AO3. Rating, Teen and Up. Chapter 2, A Six-Foot Santa. I'm impressed. She prays from her position on the love seat, watching him adjust himself on the seat across the room. At my ability to scarf down an entire Christmas dinner in under 10 minutes, he asks, rubbing his stomach in a soothing gesture. She snorted and gathered a forkful of green bean casserole. It's sure something, but I'm not sure if impressive is the right word, she teased, earning a smile. But seriously, I'm impressed by your ability to create the perfect Christmas atmosphere in just a few minutes. You made something out of nothing. He grinned at her compliment and started taking off his tie. Well, I'm just happy the hotel was running this special. We were very close to celebrating with the Thursday meatloaf special. She watched as he let his tie fall to the table in a heap before undoing the top few buttons of his shirt. The falling snow had wetted his hair earlier, and now the cowlicks she'd seen him spend so much time trying to tame was dangling in front of his forehead. Looking a little further down, She saw his attention was on her, and that he was mischievously smiling. Do I have something on my face, he asked, knowing full well he didn't. She smiled shyly and said he didn't, as she stood up and brought her plate over to the kitchenette, scraping the remnants of her meal into the trash before washing her dish. Scully, he drew out, causing her to look at him with a raised brow. Yes, she asked walking over and snagging his plate so she could do the same. This is a hotel. Live a little. You don't have to do chores, he informed her, getting up and moving their stuff onto the bed bench. I am living a little. Living a little in a room that won't attract bugs, she shrugged, saying the dishes carefully to the side. Do you want to, she started, stopping mid-sentence, when she turned around and saw Mulder taking off his shirt. Sorry. I thought you were going to be turned longer than that, he laughed, bringing his hand to the front of his jeans, which had been hanging open as his shirt fell off his arm onto the ground. She turned back around and grabbed a hand towel to dry the dishes and give him more time. No, you're fine. Sorry. What were you saying, he asked. Do you want to run a movie from pay-per-view, she asked. She could hear the joke forming on his lips, and she beat him to the punch. Of the clothed variety. Nah, no fun, he play pouted. She rolled her eyes as she laid the clean dishes on the counter. You can turn around now, he stated. She felt ridiculous for acting like a schoolgirl, seeing the flesh of a boy for the first time. But it often took her off guard how mindlessly intimate they tended to be around each other. That, and it was off-putting to see his Adonis standing right behind her. Though his new outfit didn't comfort her much either. She'd always been a sucker for comfy molder as heather gray shirt and plaid boxers were just reminding her why. I hope you don't mind, he spoke, kicking his clothes under the bed as if that was a form of cleaning. I just wanted to get into something more comfortable to relax in. She shook her head and walked over to grab her bag. You're fine. I was planning on doing the same, she replied, unzipping her bag. Mulder snatched a bag of cookies before crawling onto the left side of the bed. Same as Kroner. Ignoring his lounge form as he found the remote, she sifted through her bag trying to find her pajamas. She knew they were in here. She'd been wearing the dark blue set last night, 
She distinctly remembered going to the bathroom this morning and getting changed. And then Mulder knocked, and she completely forgot about them. Shit, she muttered under her breath. Hmm? Mulder hummed through a mouthful of cookies. I, uh... She started looking through her clothes to find a suitable alternative, but only finding blouses and skirts. You didn't bring any pajamas, Mulder asked incredulously. She looked up at him and saw he had a surprised, amused smile on his face. Scully, I had no idea you sleep. I brought clothes, Mulder, she replied, continuing her fruitless search. I just forgot them. Use something of mine, he shrugged, gesturing to his bag with his foot. Are you sure? Part of her was hesitant. That was definitely crossing the hyperbolic line they'd drawn in the sand. Though that line was nearly obliterated from the amount of tiptoeing they'd been doing on it. She was still apprehensive about what would happen when they crossed it for good. The other part wanted to fulfill her long-standing curiosity of finding out how good it would feel to wear his clothes. Of course, he answered. She unzipped his bag and trifled through it. The first thing she pulled out was a black shirt. Clean or dirty, she asked, holding it up. He stared at them with a scrutinying eye and pursed his lips. Clean, he drew out with an upwards inflection. She pressed it to her face and smelled it. Bold move, Scully, he laughed. It smelled like him after a long day. It reminded her of being in his arms, like a wearable comfort blanket. This'll work, thank you, she replied, grabbing her toiletry bag and heading to the bathroom. Closing the door, she set her bag down and felt the shirt in her hands. She'd seen him wear this countless times he'd come over to her place. And she had no doubt this was probably what he slept in last night. The fabric was thin and worn between her fingers, and she hoped it wouldn't be see-through. She stripped herself, placing her clothes in a near pile until she was left in her bra and underwear. Bra or no bra? Bra or no bra? The mantra threw her head as she wiped her makeup off, washed her face, and brushed her hair. There was a reason they kept trying to find every opportunity to hang out more recently, A reason partying after a movie night took so much longer. A reason she'd been working out more recently, but not allowing herself to think of the implications of why. Fuck the bra. She let it fall onto the pile of clothes that she was going to leave there to change into tomorrow, and slid his shirt over her head, a whoosh of his scent washing over her. It hung on her like a dress, cutting off at her upper thighs. She was always shocked at the little reminders of how much bigger he was than her, as he never once made her feel small. Combing her fingers through her hair, she walked out and was met with a low whistle. She raised an eyebrow as she failed to suppress a smirk. Who knew Fruit of the Loom could look so good, he teased. Thanks, she laughed, crawling onto the bed opposite of him. The bed was roomy. They had a good arm's distance away from each other but she could still tell Mulder was trying to be mindful of giving her space. Are you comfortable, she asked, grabbing a pillow from behind her and setting it on her lap. Yeah, he replied. Are you? His intonation was gentle, and she got the feeling he was asking about more than just the size of her sleeping accommodations. Sharing a bed with him, wearing his shirt, being so domestic. Was it comfortable? She looked over at him and focused on his five o'clock shadow, that was starting to darken his face before flitting to his eyes, which were examining her entire demeanor. She nodded honestly, openly, and replied, Yeah, I am. 
He smiled and fiddled with the television remote. Uh, there's not much on, to be honest. Unless you want to watch the new Pokemon movie. Tempting, she deadpanned. As she was watching him scroll through the channels. Wait, she exclaimed, grabbing his wrist to stop him as soon as she saw the cartoon kids dancing around. Let's watch this. Charlie Brown, he asked, already setting the remote on the nightstand. This was one of my favorites growing up, she admitted, retracting her hand and squishing the pillow against herself. Hmm, I wouldn't have guessed, he mused. Oh, really, she prompted, turning her head to look at his sprawled form. He shrugged and nodded lightly. Yeah, I would have taken you as a sucker for the old black and white classics. You know, Miracle on 34th Street or It's a Wonderful Life. Those are good, but this one has my heart, she said, her gaze flitting to their own little sad trees standing proudly in the corner. She nuzzled into the pillows behind her, so she was reclining parallel to him. Do you have a favorite? I know Christmas isn't really your thing, but... Christmas vacation, he answered immediately. It's endlessly funny. She let out a little chortle in response, but agreed nonetheless. You're right, that's a classic. But aside from that, I don't usually watch them. They just make me... He broke off and then shrugged, added, I don't know. Sad, she offered. Melancholy, nostalgic, sentimental. Even the scene in Christmas Vacation when Clark is going through the family videos gets to me. It's just, you know, nice to think about. A bunch of people with a shared history who all love each other coming together. I don't subscribe to the religious aspect, and the commercial consumerism aspect turns me off. But the familial joining aspect of it, I don't know. It just seems nice. We never did anything like that growing up, so I can't really say I miss it. I just like it, he rambled trying to put words into an indescribable feeling. She understood, though. Of course, the man whose mission is finding family would get sentimental during the holiday dedicated to the celebration of family. She reached over and grabbed his hand in hers, bringing it up to her mouth so she could press a kiss against the back of his hand. My mom called while you were out making Christmas happen, she started, letting their still-joined hands fall into the bed between them. I told her you're being ridiculous and feeling guilty for keeping me away from my family. I'm still sorry, he tried to interrupt. Speaking over him, she continued. She said that was absurd because as far as she's concerned, you are family. A small smile broke out onto Mulder's face and she felt him squeeze her hand. The gentle sounds of children singing Hark the Herald acted as background music. Mulder, I'm not upset. I hope you know that. I'm just as happy here as I would be there. Can I be honest? He murmured softly. She felt her heart pound in her chest at all the possible things he was going to say, and she hoped he couldn't feel how sweaty her palms were getting. Of course, she whispered in response, twisting her body a bit more towards him without letting go of his hand. This is the best holiday celebration I've had since I don't even know how long, he admitted. She felt a small, sad smile quirk her lips. They were miles away from home. They'd only barely watched the tail end of a Christmas movie. Her present for him wasn't even here, yet just being together was enough to make him happy. As much as that touched her, as much as she was enjoying herself too, she felt bad for all the years she could have invited him to her family's get-togethers or just spent a little more time with him 
instead of complaining about the cases. Well, he interjected, interrupting her train of thought. Actually, I did have a lot of fun last year, too. You know, after the whole thinking we were dead thing. She smiled at the memory. She'd lasted all but an hour after getting back from the Honda mansion before she was driving across town to see him again. Whether it was the adrenaline rush or the ghostly gift of a mini existential crisis, she wasn't sure. But spending the wee morning hours laughing at his place and exchanging gifts before heading to her mom's was a priceless gift. I agree, that was fun. Minus the thinking we were dead thing, she replied, gained a smile from him. A loud commercial both drew their attention to the screen, breaking up the serenity of the moment. Her eyes caught sight of the clock at the same time. He announced, Merry Christmas, Scully. She turned over to him and saw he was looking straight at her. His eyes were brimming with so much affection, she swore they were twinkling. Merry Christmas, Mulder. Seen up in the bed, he turned to her and motioned his head towards the tree. Want to be a rebel and open a present early? With a wicked smile, she threw the pillow from her lap and scooted to the end of the bed. Of course. If you like this story and would like to contribute, you can do so by going to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash audio fanfic pod. As a patron, you are granted early access to one new story of your choosing per month. Thank you for listening. And remember, the stories are out there.